Yolks. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and consider checking out some of the great reward tiers we've got set up all over there. Or make a donation of any kind. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone, so if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything goes a long way. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And we've gone back to the roaring 20s. In the wizarding world of New York City. So get your wants ready. And be sure to count your bow truckles. Because today we're bringing you Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them with a special guest. We are joined today by a Ravenclaw from Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them, none other than the wonderfully talented Tessa Netting. <gasps> Tessa, this is your chance. Introduce yourself. Tell your story to the world. <laughs> Hello, guys. My name is Tessa Netting, and I'm really excited to be here on this podcast. I have my own podcast as well, like Tyler and Ethan said, Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them with my best friend, Brizzy Voices. We talk about all of the incredible geeky things that we love. There's a lot of, you know, Harry Potter in there because mm-hmm. that is our number one fandom. So it's very exciting to be here talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them because it's another thing in the Harry Potter universe. So it, I love it very, very much. Um, uh, you can also find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Netting. Also, you might have seen me on Disney Channel or other places. I'm an actor too. Great! Or other places. Weren't you like in an original Broadway cast for like a thousand shows? Yes! <laughs> I was in Billy Elliot the musical. It was amazing. Elton John is the best. Oh my god! Wait, so you've like actually met Elton John like oh, in person? I have partied with Elton John the best. He is the most incredible man in the world. I totally believe it. He Somewhere is. in like eight months, my mother is listening to this and is incredibly <laughs> jealous. <laughs> That's amazing. She's currently listening to like our first four episodes today. I so understand. she's a little behind. I understand. Uh, my mom's she behind is, too. <laughs> she is super jealous in, in about, I don't know, February range. Right. <laughs> he has like the biggest head in a good way and also the biggest rings. Those are like the two things that I noticed as like a child and I was like, wow, look at this man. And I have one more Elm John story. So we were backstage before the show started and this was, um, this was after like our opening night performance. And so he was coming out or actually it was after the show because we were about to do the curtain call and he was coming to bow with us and we were on the side and he comes and we were all dancing because we were so excited and he comes dancing next to us in a tutu and he's like, you girls show, <laughs> you girls show know how to party. And he was like dancing along with us and it was amazing. And that's oh my God. like the first thing that Elton John has ever said to me and it was the best. <laughs> Golly, I've got, I haven't had first words with Elton John yet. I gotta beat that. I gotta find a way. I'm so, he says some incredible words, so if you ever meet him, you might be able to beat it. <laughs> that was so, officially yes. the coolest thing anybody said on this podcast so far. <laughs> awesome. So, 
Just so this movie was released on November 18th, 2016. That was 564 days ago as wow. of this recording. Yeah, with a shoestring $180 million budget. <laughs> um, it made it back, got some Yeezys off that one with $814 million worldwide. Uh, pretty well received by critics, very similar to the one we talked about last week with Solo, a Star Wars story. A 74% uh, critic rating, 79% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 66 on Metacritic, which is one point better than Deadpool 1. And uh, that's enough for me. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, I, I did not mean to leave the comment about Deadpool 1 in there, but it's great. It's true. <laughs> Is it true? Yeah, it's it's the same score. 66 points. Uh, perfect. It's the same same score as Deadpool 2. Now, Ethan, uh, as, as you and I are not professionals, we, we are uh, merely movie lovers. Yes. We'd love to hear a critic's take. Do you have a negative review of this movie for us? I do. It comes from Mark Medley of The Globe. Uh, I guess the whole thing. The whole globe. Uh, he's, <laughs> the whole one. He's, he's the one Mark Medley. And he says... The Daily Planet. The problem with this spinoff is, like homework, you'd rather be doing something else with your time. As the end credits rolled, I have expected to be handed a multiple-choice test. Please identify the Niffler. Which one is the demiguys? At least the monsters, when compared to their co-stars, have some personality. Brutal. So, I like homework. <laughs> Do you, when it comes to Harry Potter, I believe it. Any homework. I'm a Ravenclaw. I always loved homework, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Sounds like you and Mark Medley wouldn't get along. I do have a positive review. Okay. Uh, this comes from uh, Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. Now, th- everybody remember The New Yorker is where our friend Richard Brody works, who hates every movie. <laughs> uh, but under him works Anthony Lane, who apparently Likes likes something. some good things. <laughs> So, uh, Anthony Lane says, David Yates' movie with a script by Rowling herself marks a welcome change from the cloistered settings and adolescent agonies of the Potter franchise and offers more of an opportunity for the supernatural to knock against the humdrum. The subway can be scarier than a castle. Humdrum. Yeah, I feel like he's like, this movie was great, but you know what wasn't great? Those other eight <laughs> movies in this franchise. <laughs> have you guys ever read the book uh, Carry On by Rainbow Rowell? I have not. I have not. So there's, um... Of, it's basically parroting Harry Potter a little bit and focused on like two guys. It's more like a dreary fic, but an actual book. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite books ever. But um, the Voldemort type character is called the Insidious hum- Humdrum. So I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's like immediately what I thought of. I was like, oh, Humdrum. But this guy hates, would probably hate that book even more if he hated Harry Potter. So. Yeah, it sounds like he's not about adolescent issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So that, those are two interesting takes. Yeah, so people uh, yeah. predominantly liked it. Uh, my guy did not like it, Mark Medley. He thought it was like homework. Uh, Which I like. Could you, real quick, Ethan, could you identify a Niffler and a Demiguys real quick? Yeah, the Niffler is the little thing that looks like a weird uh, black hairy platypus yep. slash porcupine thing it looks like it might be soft but it might also be spiky um, i think it's soft it, it i can't really tell because it's it's back <laughs> fur is kind of weird right. and the demi guys is the thing that looks like if dumbledore was a chimpanzee <laughs> <laughs> that's a great description of a demi but most most of the time it looks like nothing mm-hmm. yes uh. So you so, know what that is. You, you nailed I it. I do. Yeah. I could totally pass that test. Uh, the one thing I couldn't name, uh, and I c- didn't catch it any time they said it, which was numerous times, mm-hmm. was the the bird thing that flies into the teapot and gets real small. Oh, the Akami? Is that an Akami? Yes, that's okay, an Okay, so that's the thing that came out of the egg at the beginning of the movie. Yes, Akami. Okay, yeah. okay. Because that didn't yeah, sound like what he was space. saying. Yeah, that, that one was harder to catch. You had to really like look up that one. I was calling it snake bird for a while until I figured out it was an uh, snake bird's a pretty accurate thing <laughs> so i'm gonna go out on a wild limb 
here yeah. and and make a pronouncement or maybe just ask a question. Okay. Tessa, I feel like you probably liked this movie. I did. I I went into it though. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna experience it, see what happens. I might like it more. I might like it less. I might not like it, but that's okay too. I was giving myself like, if I don't like this, it's I'm gonna keep it separate from the Harry Potter movies and books and like in my mind. So I made it separate. So, but other than that, I did like it. I really enjoyed it. It actually blew my expectations out of the water because it was better than I thought it was going to be. For me, it's like if Harry Potter and Doctor Who had a baby, and that's what this movie is. That would be a good, yeah, fair enough, good thing to happen. But that did happen in Prisoner of Azkaban, and people weren't happy about it with like the Time Turners and Cursed Child and Who all that. Who does not like Prisoner of Azkaban? That's my favorite movie out of the Harry people, Potter movies. Oh, oh. Here's what happens: is people don't like Time Turners. Okay, that's fair. That's why so, people don't like yeah. Chris Child as well. Yeah, we've we've made a yeah. pronouncement that we're probably never going to do the the full Harry Potter series on this uh, show, just mm-hmm. because it's like a very long series of movies. It's a lot. Uh, it's, it's eight. It's eight movies straight, and we just did all of Marvel and all of Star Wars. Wow. And we're kind of exhausted with like long stories, so it'll be it'll be a while <laughs> if ever before we do it. Um, but a lot of people have talked to us about doing the other Harry Potter movies, and like Prisoner of Azkaban is the worst movie. Like I've had multiple people tell me that. What? I that have no is, idea. That is ridiculous prisoner of azkaban is the best movie out of all of them. it's it's by far yeah, hands down it's, like out of no the original eight it is by far the it's best it's ridiculous movie. it's the most iconic quotable wise it has the best quotes it has the they look like the most accurate to how harry ron and hermione is supposed to look it's crazy right it's mm-hmm. the best well, and everybody, and they got every all the casting right. Gary Oldman yep, was great. Yep. Uh, Michael Gambon as the new Dumbledore was great. Yep. And it's probably the closest to the book, mm-hmm. maybe except for the first two. I uh, I loved it. So yeah, that I, is... I have no no issues with I think, Azkaban. I think my only issue my only issue with Azkaban, and this is immediately off topic, <laughs> is that they're just wearing street clothes the whole time. I felt like in in uh mm-hmm. in the in the book. The first book, which I just never say the name of on the pod because it's just a great way to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> That's fair. They, they like make a good point to be like, you'll be wearing a wizard's hat and you'll be wearing mm. wizard's robes and your house colors all the time. Right. And like even on the poster, right. Hermione's wearing a hoodie for Prisoner yeah, of Yeah, they talk That's frequently true. about them wearing hats all the time. Right. And I- no one ever wears a hat. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, they only wear the hats in the first movie. They don't wear it in any of the other movies. It's so true. Yeah, and because I've been, I've actually been listening to the audiobooks here recently. Oh, we they're what, so good. We did the first one and are now doing the second one for our online book club. And mm-hmm. I've just been listening to the Stephen Fry audiobooks and it like picking up again on a lot of things that I notice but forget every time. And right, and right. It's, it's simple stuff like that, or the fact that like Arthur Weasley's never worn jeans before he had to drop mm-hmm. Harry off in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know that there's a Fantastic Beasts audiobook that Eddie Redmayne reads? It's amazing. I did. I have listened to it. It's so cool. I, I loved it. I did not. Does he whisper through the whole thing? <laughs> Is that rude? Should I not say that? Oh, gosh. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> entirely not wrong. So, real quick, this is a little thing we do on the podcast. Sometimes we give it a give it a binary review, essentially a one or a zero. Would you watch it or would you not watch it? Would you recommend it or would you not recommend it? I give it a one. I, How do you guys feel? I would completely recommend it, and I love it. So I don't know what that is. One. <laughs> That, that'd one. be a one. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a, that's an on. <laughs> on. Um, when I when I first 
left the theater, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't really know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. I think with a lot of these, like, offshoot franchise films, like we saw with Rogue One and Solo, and now, well, I guess Solo would be the most recent. And this one, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if I should care or not. And when I first saw it, I was like, I don't care. I'm not interested. Hmm. Uh, And I I honestly was pretty sour about it. Now, every week we do an episode, I do rewatch the film. So I rewatched it for the first time Mm -hmm. uh, over yesterday and today. Mm -hmm. And I very much enjoyed it the second viewing. So at the moment, mm-hmm. I'm at a at a one. I would recommend this movie to somebody. I did like it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you guys are on a whole other plane that I have not quite reached. Mm-hmm. And my goal is for the next 90 minutes for you to convince me to like this movie more than I do. So your Harry Potter stock is rising. Or your Fantastic Beast stock is rising because of your second I, yeah, watching I'm, this. Yes, That's and I'm good. interested in it rising more. Okay, well that, I can definitely, like, take on that challenge. Real quick, did you enjoy Rogue One? No. 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 Really? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that I'm going to listen yeah. to that episode. <laughs> did, did not enjoy Rogue One that much. We did quite enjoy Solo. Oh, yeah, Solo I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Solo yet. I'm seeing it this week, so I'll, yeah, I, we'll see. I would recommend it. I would recommend okay. it. I, I had somebody thank me the other day for recommending it to them. Mm. Uh, they, they were like, I'm not going to see it. And I was like, are you kidding? It's a Star Wars movie. Like, you need to go oh, see it. Oh, you have to see it. Get, get, yeah, get your head out of your ass. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he texts me back and he goes, okay, that was cool. Thank you for forcing me to go see it. And I was like, it's Star Wars. Yeah. Did you like Last Jedi? Okay, this is my last Star Wars question, I promise. <laughs> You can ask every Star Wars question there is. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did love Last Jedi. I loved Last Jedi, too. I loved Last Jedi. It was so, yeah, I really liked Last so Jedi. good. Oh, it I'm Last so... Jedi. I'm Last Jedi trash. Last Jedi is what got me invested in the Star Wars fandom. Like, got me on board. Like, hey, I'm, whatever I'm it Raylo. takes. I'm Raylo. I'm Raylo trash. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh. I'm all in on Raylo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever, yes. whatever it takes you to get you interested. Like, my first right. Star Wars movie I saw, and I've told this many times, was, mm-hmm. was The Phantom Menace back in in mm-hmm. 2000 or 1999 whenever it came out mm-hmm. yeah. and I had never seen another Star Wars movie and yeah. so like I didn't exactly come in on the best footing right right exactly but it's like now before we okay before we continue I do want to note that we've got Tessa on video right now uh, <laughs> we're not because we're terrible and Tessa is wearing a bacon and egg scarf yeah which is like the greatest thing that's ever happened <laughs> this is like such a hit at Disneyland like whenever why why at Disneyland <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know why but literally I guess it's the place where like creative moms go because they all right. come up to me and they're like oh my gosh like I need this knitting pattern I'm like I didn't knit this <laughs> I'm like I got this at a flea market and I thought it was amazing but look online maybe you can find another one but oh my gosh like I get so many comments and I, people stop me to take pictures of it at Disneyland it is the Greatest thing at Disneyland, bacon and eggs, America. So you guys, America, that's right. <laughs> you guys have got the right podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. You are hitting all of my Twitter handles right now. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Oh, I am. I really am. <laughs> that's so, as long as we're not on topic here for, for two brief seconds, Tessa, are you aware that you have a Wikipedia page, but only in German? No. Really? Amazing. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, you have a you have like de.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Tessa Netting. Tessa underscore netting. Whoa. And it is entirely in German. <laughs> 
Well, I have no idea, but that's incredible. I need to, I've been to Germany once for RingCon, a Lord of the Rings convention, and it was the best cosplay I've ever seen in my entire life. I believe it. Like, people yeah, were I Eds. totally believe that. People were actual Eds. Yeah, that and doesn't like... surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> people like, go wow. all in for their Lord of the Rings. Like, if you're a guy that loves, or a girl, or a person, or, you know, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> an ant. If, an ant, yeah. If you're a hobbit or an ant or whatever <laughs> that loves Lord of the Rings, like, they go all in. It is their whole life. I was so impressed. It was it was amazing. But I it's... did not know that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you have a Wikipedia page that's only in German, and I can, like, parse some of it together, kind of, because, I mean, some of the words make sense, but it's, yeah, it's just German. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> yep, it lists a little bit about your, your Lieben, which I'm going to assume is your life, and uh, then filmography, which is pretty much spelled the same. Great. <laughs> yep. Wow, that There's is... a picture and everything. That, you know what? I'm impressed. Hey, I don't know how the, the, these people found me. Maybe through the internet. Maybe through Bunked. I don't know, but that's <laughs> maybe, really great. Maybe through Rincon. Maybe through that. Maybe they just saw me. Yeah, maybe somebody there was like, oh my gosh, this person's amazing. <laughs> I need to create a Wikipedia page. Hey, <laughs> right. that's great. So, there you oh, go. Oh, wow. You do, cool. I, you do, if I'm not mistaken, have an IMDb page, correct? I do, yes. Yes. So you're yes, officially yes. our first guest with one of those really oh cool yep. no i love my imdb because it reminds me of things i've done <laughs> oh gosh i have a horrible memory so i'm just like looking at my wait. own credits <laughs> i'm like wait because i remember doing the thing but i don't know exactly when i'm like what year did i do this and then i'll look and i'll be like oh right that was two years ago not like last year <laughs> good good to know <laughs> But yeah, so cool. it's fun. Acting Fair is fun. Enough. Get to like play pretend and do different things. And yes. um, I actually, I, I can say this, but I can't say anything more than what I'm about to tell you. I was actually on set of the second Fantastic Beast movie. And it was- Were you really? I was, I was invited by Warner Brothers to come and I got to be on set. Uh, they dressed, Colleen Atwood dressed me as a 20s wizard, and it was incredible. One of the best days of my entire life, and I can't say anything else about it, um, but people will find out more when the second movie comes out, because I will be releasing a video about it, but, oh. Did you have a, did you have a house? Can I ask that? Did I have, have a house? Oh, like, yeah, what is my Ilvermorny house? Yeah, what, were you, like, given yeah, one? Yeah, like, did they assign you No, that? no, no, they didn't do any of that. It was more just, like, uh, on the set and looking at the different... I can't say anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Um, what hot what takes here on Bacon and Eggs? Oh, my Ilvermorny house is Horned Serpent. Horned Serpent. Yes. Okay. Yes. We haven't we haven't done Ilver Morning Houses here on this podcast. Oh, you uh, should. No, no, we haven't. And I can't log back into the freaking whatever I did <laughs> when we did the sorting. Uh, but last time I took oh. it, I was a Thunderbird. Ooh. Way, which is cool. Interesting. That, what's guess? your Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw. Like Ravenclaw. every time I take it. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So I think I sh I'm supposed to be a Horned Serpent. Uh, no, like, there's, the parallel. there's different places where you can fit into the different houses. There's a really great, like, Tumblr master post somewhere where it lists, like, each Hogwarts house and each Ilvermorny house and kind of where the overlap is and, like, how it's your mind versus your soul and all this different stuff. So it's very interesting. So look on the internet on Tumblr and you can find it. So Fair it's really enough. cool. I will have to do Good that. Good to know. Yeah. Tumblr's a scary place, but I will do my best. <laughs> It can be Fantastic beasts and where Woo! to find them. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the movie a little bit. <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah. When I first saw this movie, 
I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It finished, and I was like, okay, that was it. That's the best Harry Potter movie. Thank you. May I have another? Mm. Like, instantly. It was just, it felt, it felt somehow more magical, and I think it was literally because I wasn't comparing it to anything. I wasn't like, mm -hmm. oh, here's my favorite scene from the book they left out. Here's right. this thing they did wrong. This mm -hmm. person doesn't look right. Why is Hermione wearing a pink hoodie? Right, right. I yeah. had nothing to complain about. I was just like, oh my god, it's magic. Right. Well, for Harry Potter fans, it was our first time seeing something without having, like you said, a book to compare it to. So it was like a whole new experience. And also JK Rowling, you know, being in control and being able to write it. And that's a whole different thing as well. So seeing both of those things, it was amazing. <laughs> So cool. It was amazing. And it was cool to see like, like the, I still have the problem with the wizarding world where it's like, what do you do when you graduate? <laughs> right. Like does, does everybody do the same like three jobs? Right. Like, right. Mm -hmm. How does that turn out? But, but it was cool to see like Aurors at work and like, you know, Newt doing his whole beasts thing. And like the beasts were all really interesting. Mm hmm. Um, and so that was really cool to see like the adult side of it where yeah. it wasn't like, like one of the potential challenges being like, I don't know what spell stops Dementors. Right, <laughs> right. Like they, they know how to use magic. This is adult magic. This isn't like children. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You take, like the, you take the, away any of that complication. Like Newt is obviously a, a like qualified wizard. Yes. <laughs> Bonafide. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's not because he got expelled from Hogwarts for... Mm -hmm. Doing something related Ooh. to, I imagine, Lena Lestrange, but Lita, Lita Lestrange. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Lita. But his wand was not snapped, or is that not how it always works? I don't it know. It is not how that always works uh, in episode, not episode, book five, when Harry um, does the Dementor thing uh, in, in book five. Mm -hmm. They talk about how it, it's a different process for like expulsion and wand snapping. Mm-hmm. It's a different process. Yeah. It was just Hagrid that got his wand he, snapped. He killed somebody. Allegedly. Yeah, that's that's a little I write allegedly. Hagrid, no. I mean they did hire him after that. So it wasn't like <laughs> Freaking Dumbledore. I love Dumbledore. <laughs> well even you see in this movie where Dumbledore definitely has some influence over that whole process. Oh. Even even when he's just a teacher. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. That's I love Dumbledore. That like just looking at this new trailer and seeing like Jude Law and the Ministry come in and him like giving them that look like yeah that's right I'm here it's like such a Dumbledore like move like him just right. messing with the Ministry God it's the best so who is how old is Newt in this movie like is, is oh, he supposed to be I'm not exactly sure because I was trying to work out part of the timeline earlier right and a lot of it gets a little funny here mm -hmm. in the in the twenties right because like you know you Newt was supposed to have been at school with mm -hmm. wh while Dumbledore was a teacher. Mm -hmm. But like when this movie is made, Dumbledore is like like 35, I think. Oh, I don't know how old Dumbledore is. Dumbledore also lives like super long, so he well, might Dumbledore was apparently born in no, sorry, he'd be f he'd be like 40 because he was born mm. in uh, mm -hmm. in 1881. 18... Okay. So I'm thinking he dies in 90. I guess they're mm. trying to say Newt is like super young, like in his 20s. I I can see that. People, like, even though he looks older, he could be in his 20s. He has that baby face. Well, and he looks like he's a little, you know, a little grizzled, you know? Yeah. He's, he's experienced a little bit more life than I have. I mean, look at his wand and his, like, all those beasts. That would take a toll on a person. Right. <laughs> yeah, what's but up with got... his wand? That's a wild... Uh... Oh, I have his wand. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, here, I'm going to go grab it. One second. All right. Oh. You had that super readily available. Yes. Oh, I have a whole, like, Fantastic Beasts, like, case over there. 
Gotcha. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, with tons of things in it. But here's Newt's wand, and it it's actually really cool because it's like a shell. So it's the only wand that was made from like natural materials, and it has like bites marks on it because he holds it in his mouth all the time, and also because like different, and I'm sure different beasts have like chewed on it and stuff. But um, it, it's supposed to be made like naturally, so it connects him with nature. So well, apparently, funny. according to Harry Potter com slash wiki slash newton underscore scamander uh he was born february 24th 1897 and his okay. name is newton newton how cute yeah. oh that's so scientific newton, how cute newton newton artemis fido scamander scamander oh, what scamander. a name artemis i freaking love artemis artemis fido yeah. great so that's uh did you see ready player one did you like it uh i thought it was okay i like i love the book so it it's almost impossible to do that book. Like, for what for the, what the technology is right now, I think they did a pretty good job. Because I definitely almost, agree with that. It's impossible to do that book perfectly because yeah. of what it is. I a hundred percent. I a hundred percent feel that about yeah. you know seeing when they were going to announce that they did the movie, and I was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. let it be. Yeah. But Spielberg did a good job of being like, just forgive some things, man. Right. And we'll we'll make it through this. Right. Right. Um. And I think that's kind of why this movie's really cool too, because the effects are like the beasts. They were believable. It oh was yeah. Kind of amazing. Like I was. It, it never took me out of it. Like when they were doing the magic, and also when they were interacting with the beasts, because I felt like it was real. It was amazing. I was blown away by those effects. For sure. We we went forward in the range of magical creatures and backward in the realm of, like, uh, goblins. Because mm. that guy in the bar looked a lot less believable than Griphook. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because they should have used an actual person. Like, they did, you know, the, doing the makeup. They should have done that again. Yeah. Yeah. That I, would have I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Tessa, you've been in a bunch of, like, actual films and things. Have you done anything, like, major with CGI before? Uh, I... No, I've never done anything with CGI. Uh, the closest... Mm, no, I wouldn't even say that that was CGI. Like, I did a voice in a video game, and uh, I didn't get to do mocap, which I was so... Doing mocap is so cool. You have all these, like, dots on your face, and it's, like, following <laughs> your every move. But um, I had to do a dub of a Japanese game, so it was really interesting because I had to listen to a specific, uh, like, line that the character was saying, and I had to fit the English in the exact same timing. So it was actually pretty difficult, but then once you get a hang of it, then you understand, like, okay, so you're, like, you, you listen to the Japanese, and you're like, okay, one, two, three. So you, like, get that beat, and then you're like, I have to say this in that same three seconds, and it's very right. interesting, but fun. But I didn't, I've never done anything with, like, super special effects. Like, the, the, the biggest thing that I've done, I was on Disney Channel, and we did stunts, and we did stuff with actual animals <laughs> all the oh, time. That's cool. Yeah, we've had like a ton of animals on the show, uh, but we, like, they don't have the budget for that kind of stuff. And the um, the main like movies that I've been in and done stuff for is mainly voiceover. So that's all like, like I got to do uh, the uh lay lay the initial track for uh the peanuts movie for fifi so that was really mm -hmm. cool because i got to go to skywalker ranch and that was amazing oh my that's, gosh that's, that's so pretty cool, cool. <laughs> i was like freaking out about that alone i'm like this is fine like you don't have to 
actually, you should, but this is enough. <laughs> but you don't have to. I know. I was like, this is so cool. I was freaking out. They're like, do you, do you want the tour? And I was like, yes, please. Show me around. This is so cool. Show me everything. I know, exactly. And they have a coffee stand called Java the Hut. And it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it's the best. But, um, but yeah, I love when special effects don't take you out of the movie because that's something that, like, that is one thing in Ready Player One where I got taken out of the movie a couple of times because it was just too obvious. Yeah. You know? Especially the scene with, uh, like, Sorrento in the chair and they were mm-hmm. not there and, like, you know, it was, like, the sort of in-between Oasis thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you read the book and, I- and it's supposed to be indistinguishable from real life. Right, exactly, exactly. Which it was not indistinguishable <laughs> from real life. Yeah, right. it was uh, kind of obvious, but but not the beasts. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I, the, that was the first time I got taken out of it was when they they got to the the speakeasy and mm. and there was that I guess he the was goblin. a goblin. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, a goblin. It kind of just felt cheesy, like they were sitting there going, "Oh well, can we can we make a goblin look yeah. American?" <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Let's make give him fat. a mustache. <laughs> Did he have a mustache? <laughs> I think so. I, he did have like a little bit of facial hair, I think. I can't yeah. remember. But, Let's um, make him like smoking a cigar and sound like he belongs in a speakeasy. <laughs> it, it was a little much. I agree. Um, that was, that probably was the moment where it, it could take you out of it because like the magic on the door and like them changing the outfits, like that was so flawless. And then even going in there and like the stuff floating around and but then when you got when it gets to that level of detail and that level of like dialogue when you're actually looking at their mouths and looking at them talk and having like a conversation that's when it can really take you out of it because they're speaking <laughs> and that's like a little too much oh there he is yeah i just shared a picture of narlac oh man uh, yeah he definitely looks like a cartoon yeah it's a it's that a little too name. much i couldn't i could not remember his name narlac yeah narlac i thought I thought I liked the speakeasy. I loved the little costume change. Oh, I yeah. liked that they did that. But I thought it was so like twenties. Just want to remind you, this is the twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Casey forgot. Well, it, it did win like an Oscar for best uh, costume design. The first Oscar yeah, the for first... any Harry Potter franchise movie. Oh, that's okay. That's Ron Perlman playing Narlac. He oh. looks exactly like Ron Perlman. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. So what, for those of you who don't know, listening, uh, Ron Perlman was like a Hellboy and a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes more sense. Uh, and I can see where they're going for with the let's get a familiar face, even though it's a goblin thing. But it was, right. was kind of weird. Uh, but the costumes, the costumes were great. Uh, oh, costumes were incredible. They were one of my favorite parts. Honestly, like seeing Newt's. Like, okay, I have a story about this. So when I first saw the promotional image, the first one that was released for Fantastic Beasts, it was like Newt in his coat with his wand, and it was like just him, and it was with a building, and it was like Fantastic Beasts. And I think, I don't remember exactly when, but that year it was Black Friday, and I saw a coat in Kohl's that looked exactly like, and I only had that image to go off of, but I bought it immediately, and I've worn that coat for multiple Newt cosplays, and oh my gosh, it is perfect, and that whole Newt's outfit, his his Doctor Who outfit is how I like to call it, because it looks like his Doctor outfit, it's perfect. Yeah, Daniel, yeah, it, Daniel Radcliffe but, even was like, I'm so jealous that he had that amazing outfit, and I did not. <laughs> well, the whole thing is designed for him to stand out without, like, standing out. 
Right. Right. It's like this is right. our he looks this like, is our main character, uh, but he looks like everybody else, but it's a little bit different. It's like right. coats definitely don't particularly come in this color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not navy blue, it's not gray, it's not royal blue, it's blue. It's just like yeah, it's like Crayola would call that like Scamander blue. It really is. <laughs> it's it's so the, beautiful. The off purple pants and the whole thing, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And it's just mm-hmm. a great, just a great outfit that and even this person in this picture is kind of looking at him like son. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> right, because he looks just and, different enough. Yeah, without, but it's very Doctor you, Who, yeah. isn't it? It like Yeah, he sure. looks like like ten meets eleven yeah. in the Christmas special is what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, with that right really here. skinny <laughs> bow tie. Bow ties exactly. are cool. Right. They are. <laughs> but no, the, the magic in this movie, especially the, the effects for that, it was so subtle and kind of understated. It made mm-hmm. you feel like they really were professionals trying to stay under the radar. Yeah. As opposed to the actual Harry Potter movies are like, we're at Hogwarts. We can do whatever we want. Nobody cares. And they're right. shouting Expelliarmus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. just kind of like, like he secretly pulls Kowalski across the room at the very beginning of the bank. Oh, dude. Yeah. The whole will- the whole movie was super aesthetically pleasing. Whatever you say mm-hmm. about the story, whatever anything else, it just looked cool. Oh, yeah. It did look cool. It was stunning. It was, well, I mean, that's why it won Best Costume, and that's why, like, the cinematography, it felt, it felt like Harry Potter 2.0, you know? It's like taking this, these children and taking it to the next level and then putting it in the 20s and putting it in America. I'm so glad that they did that because it made it so different from Harry Potter. You just weren't even, like, comparing the two. So I, yeah, I appreciated I- that. Well, and I definitely wasn't watching this and being like, you know, this is very similar to Harry Potter, the first movie. Right. You know, <laughs> like this is not even remotely similar. This is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid when I saw that David Yates was directing it, that it was just going to be as dark and as muddy and like, not that the last Harry Potter movies didn't look cool, but they were just, they were a lot. They were were, were very dark dark and gray and depressing and just Mm -hmm. hard to watch. And this one, it had a lot of color to it. It had a lot of vibrance. It had a Mm -hmm. lot of, a very good standout between the magical world, which is clearly cool and colorful and the the nomad world, which is kind of just gray and depressing. Mm -hmm. While we're on it, there is a huge mistake a mistake what what's the mistake the word nomad (laughs) is so stupid yeah but you know what it's also stupid everything that americans say (laughs) everything (laughs) every little like way that we swerve (laughs) i mean she's she's got she's got a point that don't yeet me I'm trying to say stupid things American. <laughs> she's got it. She's got a point though. Is like we are much more informal compared to the British, the English, in like, the way we talk about almost everything. Yeah, we also put things together stupidly. It's like no magic, no match. Like of course we would say that. Like that's. It says the girl with a German Wikipedia page. Do you know what they do in Germany? <laughs> they just like push like everything the... together to be one giant Everything's Franken word put together. <laughs> Hey, that would be amazing. I want to know like that sort of word because, oh, they, oh, the word for France, because the next one's going to be in France, is no magique. So that's what they say for like a uh, nomad or a muggle. They say no magique. So I would be, I would be very satisfied if they do a little like Star Wars story thing where they like gave Han Solo his last name with the word muggle. <laughs> like if they take me back to England, like 200 years ago or whatever. <laughs> And somebody's like, somebody says muggle and they're like, like the British people are like, what? And they're like, and then they say the long version of it. I would be so pleased with that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Cause like, cause that's how soccer got its name. The, right. the people in Oxford were like association football shortened to soccer. 
So I'd be I'd be satisfied with a, a muggle mm-hmm. backstory yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. But I agree. Like no match sounds like weird. It does I, sound. I, I just disagree dumb. with that. It, to me, it sounds American. It sounds like exactly what we would call it. But, I mean, that is true. But it also sounds dumb. But I mean, we also say dumb things. So well, I... this <laughs> this movie is very much shot from the lens of America's stupid backwards and wrong. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> like, There's a lot of that in there. You can't deny that. Uh, as, as long as we're talking about America and the America representing the movie. Movie. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the greatest thing to me is when, when uh, Tina has her, her shield moment where she's like, yes, I'm from the uh, Magical Congress of the United States of America. And Newt just goes, oh, Makuza. <laughs> Yeah, the Makuza. Which is so, like, on the nose, like, the Magical Congress is a bad group of people, and you shouldn't trust them. Right, it literally sounds like Yakuza, the (laughs) Japanese mafia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. kind of, which if you're listening, we do not want to upset you. Kind of beats you over the head there with, uh, maybe you shouldn't trust these people. Yeah. If you didn't learn from Cornelius Fudge, they're not all great in the government. Yeah, they really, and it's interesting how they uh, touched upon the whole, like, muggle and, uh, you know, magical relations, all that kind of stuff, where they're like, what do you mean, like, a muggle and a witch or wizard can't get married or fall in love and all this kind of stuff? I'm like, that is interesting. Let's talk about that. I thought it was great. Let's talk about that. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, they're so backwards. One of our uh, Facebook group Mm -hmm. members asked just a question about this where they, uh, well, actually, maybe they didn't ask a question about this, but their question made me think of this, Mm -hmm. where it was like the the Makuza would be like sort of double standardy. Yeah. Where they would be like, how could you, like, why didn't you tell us about this before? But when she was telling them before, they were like, we don't care if it's not a major issue. Yeah. Um, And then they're like against the second Salemers, but the second Salemers are basically doing the same thing. They're being like, we don't want wizards. And the wizards are like, we don't want the the nomads to know about us. Right, right. Well, the thing is, the second Salemers aren't supposed to know that they're correct. That is true too. <laughs> that, they, that there are witches and wizards. It's like they're supposed mm-hmm. to be treated as crackpots, like they are in the in the non wizarding world. Yeah, it's like a Crocker in Fairly Odd Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. By the way, I want to meet Butch. <gasps> so if he. <laughs> oh, what a guy! He's so cool. I also wore this bacon and egg scarf around him, and he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he really appreciated it but um yeah it, they reminded me a lot of crocker where they're like we swear it's true it's real and then it's like <laughs> right. right and no one listened the, the, right the actual wizards are just like man you guys are idiots right you have no idea what yeah. you're talking about and, right. the, and the nomads are just like man you guys are idiots they're yeah. definitely not witches <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting how they set it all in like that's kind of like Ilvermorny is in that Massachusetts area and like Salem and all that kind of I thought that was all very interesting and cool and fun. Oh, I mean Ilvermorny had to be there. Like Yeah. The, the yeah. Salem Salem obviously had to be for a reason. Right. If you're, if you're gonna introduce witches into America, witches and wizards mm-hmm. into America, it's like you gotta use that myth- mythos that's already there. Definitely. Right. Definitely. As especially since like Harry Potter is like a an augmented reality of the world we right. live in, kind of like the you know the Marvel universes, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can explain and we can sort of add our own mythology to this history and explain it away. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. Nah. And, and, and I mean, you don't get that issue with Star Wars. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have ever been to. I know Ty's been to Salem. He was with me, but I don't know if you ever been to Salem, Massachusetts. But regardless of whether or not witches or wizards ever lived in Salem, Massachusetts, like that place is creepy. Really, I've never yeah. been. It, you can just like something's up there. I don't know what oh. it is. I don't necessarily know if I believe in the paranormal or whatever, but like oh, something about that place is funky. <gasps> 
I want to go in yeah. morning, Massachusetts. Would you choose it? Would you choose it? <laughs> it's the school song. They cut it from the movie. I was so mad. <laughs> they should have kept it in. <laughs> it's so cute. I've never heard that. Really? Believe, yeah, I hadn't either. <gasps> oh my gosh, look it up. They have a uh, Queenie sings it, and it's like what, the cutest. Does she thing just ever. like bust into song when he talks yeah. about there being a <laughs> school yeah. in America? Yes, it's amazing. But it's like, I get that because I used to do that too. My school had like a stupid little song and I used to sing it. And it's like, I get it. School pride. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you say, can I get a crew check anywhere around me? <laughs> I will immediately go into our school song. Right. Or, yeah. Our school chant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like their little like Ilvermorny Hogwarts banter, but it just wanted me to like know more about Ilvermorny. But I think we're going to because of Jessica like Williams and her character that we found out. She's apparently like an Ilvermorny professor that's going to be introduced more in the third movie. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's go to Ilvermorny. So they're making what, five? Yes. And they were only supposed to make three. Like they were contracted for three. And then JK Rowling was like, JK. (laughs) Well, that's my name. Just kidding. Uh, JK, we're doing five. (laughs) And everyone was surprised. Like that was legit surprise. It's crazy. Only, only... She could have that type of power <laughs> to be like, just kidding. Well, she is the fun. second most best-selling author of all time. Right. I mean, and also like Warner Brothers, they need her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if she goes to Warner Brothers and is like, hey, I would like to sell more movies for you. They're not going to be like, no. Which is weird because this movie just didn't do that well. Mm. What are you talking about? It made its money like six times right. over. But like compared to the other movies we've reviewed on this podcast, like this is this is mid-tier like phase two Marvel money. I know, but That's did you true. think it was going to do like... I don't think anything can do as well as, like, a Harry Potter. And even the Harry Potter movies didn't do so well, you know? So I, I yeah, believe this is the worst selling of all the Star Wars, of all the Harry Potter movies. I mean, if, uh, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's not like it was the next big thing ever, but... No, but it was something that could keep the wizarding like magical world alive and also something that warner brothers could be like okay we know that it's gonna make this you know like i don't think they were expecting it to be like harry potter but they're expecting it to do okay we at least know this is gonna be worth it for like an investment it it was the eighth best-selling movie of 2016 but it had a it had a hard year what else was 2016 was a good uh, captain america civil war was the number one followed by rogue one followed by finding dory followed by zootopia followed by the live action jungle book followed by Mm. the secret life of pets which was garbage and batman (laughs) vs superman which was also garbage oh yeah and then Mm -hmm. fantastic beasts and then deadpool and then suicide squad Oh wow! Well, and Deadpool. when we did the bracket a while ago, which is uh, I don't know if you followed that on Twitter, but when we did the bracket, we did them by box office. Is how we seeded everything. Ooh. And Fantastic Beasts wasn't supposed to make the bracket because mm-hmm. it was like the seventeenth highest grossing in its category, yeah. and each category got like sixteen. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, we've got to include it because <laughs> Ben Carlin overruled that. <laughs> Right, Ben gets to decide those things, and uh, we put it in. and It made it to like the Elite Eight. Yeah, That's it, was, it. it beat like all the other Harry Potter movies. It it has. It's because it's a good movie. It's a good standalone movie. Like I had a lot of friends, and I have a lot of family members that you know don't know that much about Harry Potter and I'm like just see this with me this will be like a good movie and they enjoyed it they're like oh that was fun that was like interesting that was cool like fun animals magic great (laughs) and I I legitimately know people that have read the Harry Potter books love the Harry Potter books won't watch the movies 
but we'll see this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because they, hmm. they won't watch the movies because they're like, uh, they're disingenuous to the books. It's not canon. I'm like, whatever. But there are people that feel Fine. like that, believe it or not. It's, it's strange, but it is a thing. With canon, I feel like people should just create their own canon and like decide for yourself what your canon is. And then, but don't try to push your canon onto other people's canon. I'm like, your canon is fine, but just keep your canon to yourself. <laughs> what you're describing is Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true it's so so true keep your canon to yourself it's like i think there's your uh there's your little sound bite for the week tyler <laughs> right i think to me it's like there's so many things you have to be careful about when talking to people these days and that's good that we're like gaining that awareness mm -hmm. but i feel like keep your canon to yourself is just not one of those things i i mean it's one of those things where i I don't like when people try to say, like, oh, you're not a, a true Harry Potter fan unless you've read all the books. Like, if someone enjoys the movies and that's, like, what they love about Harry Potter and that's why they're passionate about it, great. Or if someone loves Cursed Child, like, that can be part of your canon if you want that to be. But, like, so I don't like when people hate on each other for, like, you're not a true fan unless this or this sucks or this is not good. And I'm like, come on. Just Hold let on. people. I am a hundred. I am a hundred percent on your side. Like when people raise the gates of yeah. whatever to like, you can't be a part of this. You know, group of fans of a thing. Yeah. Unless, unless you've ingested all of it. Like that was the, the greatest thing about Disney buying out Star Wars right. is that all of the edge lords that read like every Star Wars book before that. <laughs> yeah. Had like nothing anymore, right? It was like everybody can be a Star Wars fan again. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like a lot of these big selling media franchises, blockbuster stuff, it's like, yeah, they're on, on some level they're they're kid friendly, they're mm -hmm. they're family friendly, like a lot of the Marvel mm -hmm. movies, a lot of the Star Wars movies. Um mm -hmm. but then you gotta jump in these arguments about Harry Potter sometimes and be like, Hey, y'all know these books are about eleven year olds, right? Like right, right. this is about <laughs> children. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that argument about the newest Star Wars movie in Trader Joe's. <laughs> so I was wearing like a Star Wars shirt and this guy that was like, you know, checking out my car and he's like, he's like, so you saw the new Star Wars movie? I'm like, oh yeah, I really loved it. And he's like, yeah, my son really loved it, but I hated it. And I was like, oh, well, that that's okay. And he's like, no, I was like, my, my son should hate it. And I'm like, no, he doesn't have to hate it. I'm like, you know, these movies are for children. He's like, no, no, they're more than that. I'm like, no, they're for children, but they respect them and they make them like, you know, complicated. Like they're teaching them themes. They're like, they're not treating them like children, but it's still for children. Like you grew up with this as a child, correct? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> And right. I'm like, like, yeah. You're yeah, still allowed so. to love it. That's a great yeah. thing. But it's like, yeah. children are also allowed to love it. Like, the yeah. new ones are still going to be for kids. Right. Exactly. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you can not like it, but you also might not like it because you're older now. Like, if you were a different age when you were watching the thing that you loved, you might think differently as well. So it's like, I don't know. People need to chill out and just like things and enjoy things and let other people enjoy things like Fantastic Beasts. I loved it. I so, thought it was great. Quick question. So you're, you're a self-described geeky fandom type girl, right? I'm not, yes. I'm not far off on that basis. <laughs> yes, how how often do you get like gate checked by people trying to be like, oh, are you a real fan of stuff? Oh my gosh, all the time. Like it's, you would be surprised. And especially because I have a horrible memory. This is, this is a little too much, but I've had five concussions in my life. 
that's what you get oh my from God, being right? like <laughs> it makes me more creative uh but uh from being a dancer and all that other stuff but i have like a bad memory when it comes to memorizing things so like i don't so do that was the, the career choice of course <laughs> seriously you wouldn't even understand that how much harder it is for me than like a normal person but i just really love it so i actually you know have to sit down and take more time to memorize things but anyway i'm not that good at trivia like i don't remember things that well and so people will be like oh you're not a real fan and i'm like just because I can't remember, like, the specific date or specific thing that you know does not mean that I love something any less. So right. that, like, that always rubs me the wrong way when people are like, oh, well, you're not a real fan or all this kind of stuff. Right, right. Like, is this first century Bethlehem? Are they <laughs> quizzing you on the Torah? Like, exactly. it's fine. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> Were you given a multiple choice question when you finished watching this movie to ask you if you could identify a Niffler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, and like, it's that exact thing. Like, in that review, I was just saying, like, I was thinking, dude, come on, like, that's those little details are obviously there for more intense fans like you don't have to remember what these things are called <laughs> if you don't want to you could just also, enjoy it if you want to remember what way. they're called there's a handy dandy little book uh, it's about you know like <laughs> 45 pages long called fantastic beasts and where to find them it's been right. out for like 15 years right that is so crazy that that's what she chose, like, as a foundational place for this story. I, like, when it was first announced, I was so happy, but also so surprised. I was yeah, like, it definitely wow. came out of left field. Yeah. But it was also, like, the only textbook. Like, they weren't going to do Hogwarts a history. <laughs> like, it was the only textbook that you, like, if you watched the movies, like, if you were the, a base level fan and you watched the movies which is fine. Mm -hmm. We're okay with base level fans mm -hmm. here. And you watch the films and you said, name one book from Harry Potter, you'd say Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Or you'd be like the monster book from, from that one movie. Do they do they mention Fantastic Beasts in the movies though? I don't think they do. I think they do because they say Newt's name, don't they? Yeah, at some they, point. They do, but they mention Hogwarts of History more in the movies. Yeah, but that would be such a boring movie. That would be I'm a boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, like, I'm thinking if I was saying what was the textbook that I think of from movie watching, it would be Hogwarts of History because Hermione says it like constantly. <laughs> I would definitely I think about the Monster Book of Monsters. Mm, that's another one, just yeah. Just because it kind of like tries to eat Harry on screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of that. Is that not Fantastic Beasts? No, that's, that's the Monster not. Book of Monsters. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts oh. and Where to Find Them is like a specific textbook. And we don't see it. I don't think we see it. I don't think so either. It originally oh. came out as a little, it was the same size as Quidditch Through the Ages. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little tiny, uh, like red and gold book and it essentially it. lists all of the beasts it's got like Here, a little thing about them the ministry of magic classification whether or not they're dangerous and all over it it's got like handwritten notes from ron here's the og hey look there it is there it is fantastic beasts and where to find yeah, them and it i has, have like, that somewhere yeah so this was like the og and it has little like notes in it and stuff i thought this was the coolest thing <laughs> I, I did like, too Whoa. i got it for christmas when i was like i don't know whatever year it came out right i was exactly. very young and yeah. it was the coolest thing i just read yeah. it over and over again until like my cover or my copy pretty much fell apart yeah yeah but it's so interesting and also i think i'm not sure so look this up to correct me but i think that warner brothers um nailed down uh Quidditch through the ages as well. Like they have it on, like they copyrighted it or they have yeah, it on. There are new like, versions of both of them. <gasps> no, 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 not the book, the rights to oh, make oh, like oh, a oh. movie, like a Quidditch through the ages, like movie. Oh yeah. I mean, 
for sure. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Oh, I want it so bad. And I, because can you imagine like a Harry Potter sports movie? Like, remember the Titans, but like Quidditch through the ages. And yeah, about, I also. About like, the Holyhead Harpies. <laughs> I want a Ravenclaw lead. We haven't had a Ravenclaw lead yet. This is another yeah. thing we can talk about is like Puffs on the Rise, Hufflepuff Power, how it's amazing that Newt Scamander is a Hufflepuff and it's giving yeah, puffs and, everywhere. And hero. they give him the scarf. They go all in on it. Like, yeah. he's got the black and the black and yellow scarf and that was just such a cool thing that they didn't under any circumstances have to do yeah they didn't have to but I loved it so much more because he is such a Hufflepuff and he's such a Hufflepuff hero and just in in how he's so kind and how he's so caring and how he's he's not your typical hero he's not your typical like macho no, he's... hero or he's not your typical like Luke Skywalker Harry Potter like orphan boy blatant <laughs> wonder Gryffindor. yeah right. he's he's just kind of a guy who's yeah just kind of fumbles through the whole thing yeah yeah but it's nice it's refreshing I love Newt Scamander Newt Scamander is my favorite character out of the whole uh, movie second would be Queenie but uh, oh, my favorite character is Kowalski yeah Kowalski easy choice there. really both of you love Kowalski <laughs> yeah most? no he just brings so much like cause he's he's the first muggle to kind of mm. to kind of wait cause mm-hmm. he's a nomad but he's the first <laughs> muggle to get to like experience it right right on screen and right. you get to see that whole childlike wonder of him right when he goes That's in the true. box with Newt and just looking around at all these creatures and the, and the landscapes and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob Kowalski. What, like, a perfect, like, name and what a perfect... I loved his, like, little bakery dream. It was so great. Oh, yeah, he's... And I loved at the end when he's got the bakery and it's got, like, the nifters. Oh, and oh that the, was so cool, yeah. Stuff. It was so yeah. cool. And they're just like, Kowalski, where'd you get your ideas? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know if they just happened because he had got halfway obliviated because right. she put right. the umbrella over him halfway through the rainstorm. Mm-hmm. Oh, tears were falling along with that rainstorm on my side of the movie. I was just I like... Cried. <laughs> I cried. I cried. I teared so up. Sad. It was. Oh, I was tearing up there and then I was... I definitely cared more about the Kowalski relationship and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want them... I, I knew it was going to happen, right. but I was like, the new Tina thing... Yeah. I'm not about. Yeah, That's like, I think it didn't really take away from the movie, but it didn't add anything. It, right, like mm-hmm. it made sense, right. but it wasn't like I didn't want it to be like, oh, every male character ends up with one of the female characters. Right. It's two and two. Let's let's hook up. Right. You know, there can be a Joey and Phoebe mm. in a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't all have to and, get together. I mean, right. New super cute at the end when he's just like he pops back out of nowhere and he's just like, would you be upset if your copy was delivered in person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, and I was like, I okay, mean, I'm I'm Team Newt cute. there, like Team Newtina, I'm good there. Uh, but <laughs> until then, I was just like, Newt's so awkward. There's no way he would like actually uh, do this thing. Right. I feel like that's gonna go somewhere though too, you know, because this is only the if we're having five movies that something has to happen, like their relationship has to go somewhere. You can't have like two intense relationships. Well, if you in, if in you want to know the answer to these things, definitely do not go to uh, the Wikipedia page, Harry Potter Wiki slash Newton Scamander. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people know because it's in the it's in the book uh, in the Fantastic Beasts. It's dedicated to you know his wife, <laughs> Porpentina Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we know what's gonna happen there. That's but I don't know. She's a Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, Thunderbirds. What's up? She is a Thunderbird. She is such a Thunderbird too. Oh. Such an aura Thunderbird. I just, I, you're so good at just like straight at identifying people as these. I'm. I like it's like yeah. blowing my mind. 
Yeah. No, I love sorting. It's one of my favorite things. I, I can just never remember the Ilvermorny. I haven't dug too much into Ilvermorny, and uh, so mm-hmm. I can't ever remember what they kind of stand for, what they mean off the top of my head. Okay, or... th- there's Thunderbird, Horn Serpent, Puck Wedgie, and Wampus. Wampus is like um, warriors, so it's about body. Horn Serpent is more mind, and it's like scholars. Uh, Thunderbird is about adventurers, and so it's like spirit. And uh, Puck Wedgie is about like I think heart. And being like, you know, it's more of like the Hufflepuff being kind. And uh, so it's like mind, body, spirit, and heart are like the four uh, Ilvermorny houses. Right. And you have the four statues and you go up to the statues and any of them can light up. And then you pick. So (laughs) cool. That's crazy. I love like. I'm I'm doing my test right now. So we'll know momentarily while you all riff on this. Yes. (laughs) Can you imagine being you, your first day at Elvermorny and and you're like the kid everybody picks on? Can you imagine going up there and all four statues light up? Right? Oh my gosh, that would be the dream. Yeah, that'd be incredible. that's that's a that's like a movie waiting to happen. Is some... Oh yes, I want an Elvermorny movie. I thought Elvermorny was so interesting. I just when we learned about all those different uh, schools, I'm like, we better go to every school. <laughs> I want to know to about each one. Burbaton and Durmstrong and Elvermorny and. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's one in Asia. There is. I think it's Japan. I'm not exactly sure, but there is definitely one in Asia, and it's. Just, I just want to know about all of them. It's so cool. It is crazy though that there's one wizarding school for like all of North America. <laughs> so it's like, do people travel from all over? Is it a big school? Is it our most magical people wiped out at that point because it's it's so it's interesting to think about like that's such a large span of land i mean you think about it like there's really not that many people at hogwarts right because there's there's what like five girls and five boys in gryffindor in Mm -hmm. harry's year Mm -hmm. so that makes sense though because they were around the time where like they were in war <laughs> right so there's like there's like 40 students a year mm-hmm. yeah in hogwarts and i, I mean, yeah, granted the movie true. doesn't add up with that because there's just a right people everywhere right 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 um, but that's yeah so i guess there's just not as many magical people which would make sense i mean they're it's probably a little different but that's i don't know it's cool i want to know about all of the magical schools <laughs> no and all all of the things. and all the magical places like i like how they're going to different cities in each one how this one like the first one was in new york and now this next one they're going to paris and then Maybe the next one they'll go somewhere else. Like, I just want to see the different wizarding communities in different places in different countries. And it's it's great. It's showing that, like, other people can be wizards, too. Like, there can be French wizards. There can be... It's not just all about Hogwarts and the UK. What know? I thought was really interesting is Newt has to take a boat to get to mm, America. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't yeah. just apparate. I think there was a law against that. Like, yeah. they were trying to keep people out. So, like, that was the only way that he could... Mm. Like, I don't know if it was like that before, and they recently put that, you know, stoppage in there, but... Yeah, because I've always was... thought about that. I'm like, why was mm-hmm. Voldemort just Ooh. trying to take over Britain? Mm. Like, would mm-hmm. he not have gone to the rest of the world, or was the rest of the world just kind of like, <laughs> y'all have fun? <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Like, like in, why in 28 Days Later, he... where the zombies just take over Britain and the whole rest of the world's fine. Right, right. It's like, did Voldemort have, like, bigger plans? Like, or was he just like, nah, I'm good with just this area? <laughs> I just want to kill this one kid at this one school <laughs> in this small country. God, freaking Voldemort. Teenagers, just... That's that's yeah. it. Darn this, meddling this kids se- with their talking dog. This 70-year-old man that can't murder a teenager. <laughs> God, I love it. It's so crazy. 
I have I have been sorted. Okay. <gasps> yes. What house, Ethan? What house do you think I'm in? Do either of you have any idea? Tessa, remind uh, me what they are again. There's okay, so there's Thunderbird. That's adventurers. There's Wampus. That's warriors. There's Puck Wedgie. That's like heart and kindness. And there's Horn Serpent, which is more like scholarly Ravenclaw Slytherins. I think you're a Wampus. What do you think, Tessa? Uh, I would say I would say Horn Serpent. Go into my house. Okay, I'm a Wampus. <gasps> Warrior! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, that's okay, so... so I've I've known Tyler for like fourteen years now. Uh huh. And you've known me for like an hour and fourteen minutes. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so. That's awesome. Oh, oh I'm so glad I got that right, and I didn't just look like an idiot on my own podcast. Hey. Now you've proved your friendship. <laughs> so we're not in the right. same house for Ilvermorning. Correct. That's interesting. We've never not been the same anything. Really? Well, our, our wands are also not the Nor same. Nor are our Patronuses. Are, are you guys both in Ravenclaw? We are. <gasps> yes. We're all Ravenclaws? We're like all that? Ravenclaws. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Like, doesn't it make sense that Ravenclaws would make podcasts? Like, duh. <laughs> it does. It, I feel like it would make sense that Ravenclaws make podcasts consistently. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a, like a Gryffindor can make a very good... Yes. Episode yes. every other every other six months. <laughs> right. It's so true. Like the consistency and like just analyzing yeah. different things and talking about right. things and like ooh discussion. <laughs> well, I I just my so favorite terrible. Tumblr page I think I've ever found is whatever one that just keeps listing reasons Harry Potter is not a Ravenclaw. Oh my god! It just picks out different amazing. parts of the books and movies and it's just like here's where <laughs> Harry was stupid. <laughs> Harry is very dumb. But I also love him very much. <laughs> that's that's great. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, he's the quintessential hero's tale character he who is. just has absolutely nothing going for him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Harry. Harry Potter. He can talk to snakes. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just kind of. Yeah. Can you talk to snakes? Yeah, that's can you talk to snakes? That's his Slytherin qualities, though. You know, that's not his. That's not his qualities. That's Voldemort's. That's true. You know. But he was he was side. good enough to convince the hat to put him in Gryffindor. That's true. I like the theory that everyone in Gryffindor has to convince the hat to be in Gryffindor. That's like my favorite Yeah, I feel theory. like like if he got under the hat and the hat was like, I mean, Slytherin really is an excellent choice right. for you. And he was like, I don't know, man. The puff sounds kind of cool. <laughs> the hat would have been like, you are a Slytherin every day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, the, yeah, the Slytherins, the Slytherins are about that. being Slytherin, the Hufflepuffs are about their loyalty, the Ravenclaws yeah. are about being wise, and Gryffindors yeah. about wanting to be a Gryffindor. Yeah, that's like what it is. Like, Gryffindors have to stand up to the hat and be like, no, I want to be in this. And that is brave. It is. It takes guts to do that, to be like, you are wrong. <laughs> I want to be in this house. That's such a good I mean, it's true. You definitely, definitely kind of get that Ron from is, a lot of the characters. Nice. Yeah, because Ron is a Hufflepuff, Hermione's a Ravenclaw, and Harry's a... Uh, Slytherin, all in Gryffindor. Right, and know? they all they all yeah. wanted to be Gryffindors. Like Ron wanted to be a Gryffindor because his whole family was. Sirius yep. Black wanted to be a Gryffindor because his whole family wasn't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I love yeah. that theory. I know it might not be true, yeah. but that's like in my Hermione, heart. I love Hermione it. wanted a challenge, and she knew that Ravenclaw wasn't going to challenge her because she was already so smart. She's like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's so it's so cool. I and I like to think about. Have you guys ever thought of the Fantastic Beasts uh, characters and what like Hogwarts houses they would be in? Because it's very fun. 
I have not. Do you? Can you sort everybody? Yeah, so I like to think that Jacob would also be in Hufflepuff with Newt. So they'd be like Hufflepuff best friends, you know, like I'd be a total saving puff, yeah. the day together, Puff style. And I like to think that uh, obviously Tina is a Gryffindor. She's like the Thunderbird Gryffindor. And then, um, you know, uh, Queenie, I think she is more Ravenclaw. How she's like, even though she's kind of ditzy, I think she's smart in well, the ways... Yeah, she's a mind she, reader. Right. She, like, analyzes, I, like, situations differently. Like, she looks at everything and uses, like, certain things to her advantage. And, like, that's how she navigates. She thinks like a Ravenclaw. Yeah, when she busts Kowalski out so they can go rescue Newt and Tina together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's more of a Slytherin. You think she's Slytherin? Yeah, because I think she's a little sly. She's she a little, is. like, you know, she's reading she's people's minds even when they don't ask them to. She's not ambitious, though. That's always the biggest, like, when when you figure out if you're a Slytherin or not, is the ambition there. Well, and it seems like they keep attributing being an accomplished legilimens to being a, a Slytherin. Hmm. Because he, they I... keep talking about how good Snape is at it, and they keep talking about how good Voldemort is at it. Ooh, that's a good point. That's true. That's true. It could be a very Slytherin quality. Ooh, you might have just changed my mind. I love that. We'll <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> the world may or may never know. Who knows? Oh, Actually, I'm sure know. if you just at JK Rowling, she'd be perfectly happy to answer <laughs> all of your questions to degrees you didn't even want her to. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. She was she was rude to Ben and Jonathan that one time. She might respond and be like, that's ridiculous. They would be an Ilvermorny because they're American. Yeah. I mean, they are an Ilvermorny. <laughs> I, have, right. I have a little bit of an issue with, with J.K. Rowling and her presence on the social internet. Uh, <gasps> and, I, and I haven't made this, this – I've made this clear How plenty of times. How dare you? <laughs> I just, like, at some point, you gotta let it be mysterious. You can't answer every question. I mean, she doesn't answer right, every question. If... You know how many questions she gets? So many. Yeah, but can you imagine if, like, C.S. Lewis or Tolkien had Twitter? Yeah, but that's the problem, and that's, like, the issue that everyone has with J.K. Rowling. But it's like, she's not dead yet, guys. Like, everyone thinks about, like, all these other authors and it's like this is cool that she's alive during when this is so popular <laughs> hey john like, green, that's amazing john green wrote a whole book about don't ask me questions about what happens after the book <laughs> yeah, it's called so the fault in our stars that's you so know what true. happens after the end of the book the book ends <laughs> i mean whatever you yeah, want whatever happens. you want happens I, and that's another and this is again why i say people can choose their own canon and like keep it to themselves because you don't have to look at her tweets and you don't have to take her tweets as canon if no, you don't for want sure. to like you don't have to look at it you don't have to follow her but i think it's fun i think she's i think she's great i she is my queen but i mean she's obviously I, great i'm not gonna i'm not sitting here disparaging jk rowling <laughs> or anything she's done for the world like no i mean a lot of people have issues with her and that's totally fine you're allowed to have you know your own opinion about people and about kind of what she's done with her world but it is her world still you know that's it's still hers it's from her brain so. so I'm going to ask a few listener questions. Let's do it. Uh, so let's see. I've I've got one from our boy Nathan Anderson, um, who shares a name with a former boss of mine, but that's totally unrelated. Whoa. Uh, Nathan asks, how close do y'all think the Fantastic Beast storyline will come to the Harry Potter storyline when all is said and done? And I'm going to add to his question. Mm-hmm. I want to know, do you think, and, and maybe you might, you might be like, obviously not. No, that's ridiculous. We're way off. But do you think there's any chance that there is Harry's relatives and how close do you think it will get to Harry? Whoa, Harry. I don't think we're going to get to Harry because I think she did that on purpose. <laughs> right, because there's like 70 years between right. Fantastic Beasts 1 and, and Harry Potter 1. Right. 
But do you think like, but he, you could go up like two generations to the guy that made the hair care product where they got the fortune. Yeah. Um. Oh, what is his name? I don't. He goes by Harry. I don't think they're gonna go to that sort of. I think we're gonna find out about Dumbledore, and I think it's gonna end. I hope that it ends with a final duel between both of them, and we'll see like that. But I don't think they're gonna go all the way to Harry Potter, and I think they did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't think they want to go that far. I don't even think they'll go to Tom Riddle, honestly. Fleamont Potter. Fleamont? But he went by Harry. Did he? Right? Really? I, I could have swore I heard that somewhere, but he was famous. He's made like a hair care product. Yeah, he made sleek easies. Harry was named Harry, and he has awful hair. Do you you think? Do you guys think that they're gonna put that in there? I can't imagine that they will I not mean, put that character in there. He like he lived around that time frame. He was born in 1989, really? died in 1979, and I can't imagine that him not knowing Dumbledore. I mean, maybe that would be crazy, but I just don't even think they're gonna touch Potter at all because they don't want they wanted to keep it separate. I mean, Dumbledore I hope enough. Not. He's a student. It's just like having Dumbledore in there is a lot. Because they don't, even though it is a prequel, like, that would be going crossing over into, like, too much prequel. It's almost like, I'm glad that they did Dumbledore's origin story rather than, like, Voldemort's, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah, that would have been, like, really close. Right. The thing I have uh. an issue with, with them putting Dumbledore in, is that Jude right. Law does not have a super long beard. Uh. I mean, yeah, but okay. Jude Law could tell me to do anything. Jude Law is amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy with the casting choice for Dumbledore. I agree, they just should have given him a really long beard. Because Dumbledore is described as always having a really long beard. Alright, alright. I, like, I can see that. I loved, um, you know, freaking... Colin, uh, what is his name? I can't even remember his name. Freaking Graves. He was great. Colin Farrell. He was amazing. Yeah. I love I Colin loved Farrell him. and everything. Yeah. I was like, no, don't go away. You were amazing. <laughs> yeah, he would have made a perfectly good Grindelwald. They did not right. have to change him. That's, that's what I didn't understand. Like, what? Right, they, they could have easily just, like, grayed his hair or, yeah, or moderately changed him. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Yeah, they could have gave him crazy makeup, gave him, like, the same type of, like, look, or gave him, you know, a wig, and I would have been on board, because he could go there. <laughs> I just didn't know. I right. was like, no, I, because I fell in love with him as Graves, and as, like, you know, because he was loving towards Credence, and then, like, you saw that other side of him, and then when you saw the Deathly Hallows, you're like, wait a second, is that? But I don't know. And then, like, when it was revealed, I was so on board for him to, like, go all the way. I was surprised when I saw Johnny Depp. I was like, what? No. <laughs> what I did yeah. love in this movie re related to Graves is how much foreshadowing they did give you to right. the fact that he was Grindelwald. That you right. would only notice kind of the second time around when you've seen it again. Right. Mm -hmm. You didn't catch it the first time. You're just like, oh, that's weird. Like, he has the Deathly Hallows thing. Like, he he, he says for the greater good out loud. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And yeah. so there's definitely a lot of kind of, oh, yeah, this guy is terrible. And he does wandless magic, oh! and no one's worried about it. I know. Is that like an evil thing? That's just, that, just that's not a powerful thing. thing. Yeah, that's a power thing. Yeah, yeah. That's like an insane, mm. like, power thing. It's like, like Tumblr, Tumblr went nuts when there was that one scene in one Harry Potter movie of the wizard in, in the Leaky Cauldron. It's an Azkaban. Oh, it's an the... the wizard in the Leaky Cauldron stirring the spoon with yeah. his finger. Yeah. Reading A Brief History of Time upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I remember and that. And there's a whole, like, Who is this there's a whole fan fiction about that wizard. 
Oh, I love Tumblr. <laughs> but yeah, no. So like, wandless magic is is supposed to be yes. next to impossible. Yes. And Graves yeah. is able to just kind of summon the the suitcase to him and do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. without a wand. And Colin Farrell did such a great job. And this is another like sort of thing where wh- when it was adult magic, they they took like combat classes with these wands and they made the wands more weighted so that they felt more like weapons. You know, because like with these mm-hmm. kids, they're just doing like spells and then at the end of the movies is where they're really battling but here like right at the beginning like when they're using magic it's very like defensive or like offensive or like there's a difference when they're battling and when they're just like doing simple magic it's so interesting god it's so cool yeah and there's like a there's like a speed and a cadence yeah. to it almost, which i think a lot of people like you know don't realize but like when they when they shoot the bolt it like makes sense the timing they have to deflect it right and, and stuff like that like it's not instantaneous but it's also not slow right. it's very interesting right right the, it's it's so intricate the apparition mechanic too is really cool where they kind of like mm. spin inside themselves mm-hmm. yeah god i love adult magic it's so yeah. cool <laughs> so cool i love it so what what is your, what are y'all's favorite parts of this movie what did you what did you like about it what did you not like about it oh i'm gonna let you guys go first yeah oh, you on the spot tyler go for it <laughs> oh dear oh dear uh oh my gosh uh, I love the like I do with a lot of movies. I think you'll you'll see a trend in my beliefs. I just love the the first act and the second act, the world building mm-hmm. and the you know like establishing the scene mm-hmm. for North American United States New York 1920s mm-hmm. as we zoom in on it. Just the world of magic and what it was like at the time and mm-hmm. and the characters all sort of introducing themselves and then like you know there's Kowalski's character who's trying to open a bakery and he's supposed to be pretty freaking good at right. it and then he goes and he has the the strudel. Kowalski. Kalachki. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got Kalachki. What? what, is it's, what he, it's what he makes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that? what he gives to the banker. Oh, that's... oh, I did not even know that. Yeah, it's like... Everybody knows Kowalski's Kalachki. So he's, no, he's, he's, he's like a Polish immigrant to, to New York. And he makes his grandmother's Kalachki recipe. Oh, my god. Res- recipe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah and like like he's so okay with it when they're i love kowalski's character he's like i didn't get the loan oh well i guess i'll go back to the candy factory (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's so not like like he's ambitious but he's definitely not a slytherin right totally total hufflepuff yeah yeah um but I, i love the world building and i love you know, I, I think my favorite scene though is when they're in the case. <gasps> That's mine. And you get to, yeah, and you get to kind of zoom out and it's like it's like little sets, but they're infinitely big oh, and they're it's so it's cool. amazing. That was I was gonna wait and see if one of you guys said that because that was my mm-hmm. like by far my favorite part of the whole movie was going into the case. Same. Yeah. yeah. It was it's like going into the TARDIS for the first time. It's bigger on the inside and it's incredible. And you look at it and you're like, yeah. I want this <laughs> from in the, my life. From the moment they enter the case to the whole time that he and Kowalski are like rounding up all the animals. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's I just loved like his little workshop too. Like it was so cool looking. Like when he was like fixing his wound and all that. I'm like this is amazing. Like he just go and then so he's in his little workshop place and then he opens up and you're like wait this is like an entire like found like a habitat for all these different right. animals. Like whoa. It's so much more yeah. than I thought it was. And be. Newt's just so awkward about the whole thing. <laughs> As he is about everything, he just whispers all the time, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I mean, I just, oh. I'm just Newt. I do, it's big I do what I do. Like, I, I know animals. That's my thing. Oh, right. And, and I love. I, I don't know what the like, most delicate film critic way to talk about it uh-huh. is, but like, I love the the mise en scène with the with the case where it's like it's it's exactly as big as it needs to be, but you can definitely tell that it has finite limits. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really cool where like, it was like a stage. Right. It was like, you know, you could, you couldn't walk like out of it right. per se. Like you could just walk into another room, but like the parts that mattered were lit mm-hmm. and it was, it was really cool. Just the way everything was placed. So I, I, I really liked the case. That was cool. Yeah. It felt like you were inside a giant suitcase. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was, they really nailed it. And they kind of had to though. <laughs> That was the one bit, like, that and the animals, like, the case and the animals, like, that was the thing where when you found out that, like, oh, Newt's case is, like, bigger, then you're like, okay, if you're walking into the suitcase, then this better be, like, insanely magically, like, you know what I mean? Like, this has to be magical, this has to be, like, an insane moment, and they nailed it, like, in my opinion. Right, because in the movie when Mad-Eye Moody was in a case, I mean, it looked like the case was just, it happened to be over a dungeon. Right, You know, they opened it up, and it was just, like, a hole that he was sitting in. The same case. It's definitely no. Is it not. <laughs> no. The other one was like a like was it a chest? Yeah. Oh. yeah, it was a chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah, but they've done that a couple times in Harry Potter, like the tent in the uh Quidditch like match when he made that bigger and, and you know Hermione's bag and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Her like, little change purse that holds before. the sword. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> God, I want that so badly. It's like so cool. I just I wanted a scene of her just like ripping stuff out of it looking for something. And yeah. we never quite got where she's just pulling out a bunch of crap. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really funny. If that'd you if you remade Harry Potter as a comedy. Oh, give me that miniseries. Come on. Make it happen. Actually, I want a Marauders miniseries, but that's me. Have you seen the the video of Half-Blood Prince cut as a trailer for a teen comedy? Yes! Yes, it's, it's amazing. I'll link it in the description. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's good. It's great. Tyler, There's also another you, trailer of, um, it's Harry Potter edited to the Avengers trailer, and it's amazing. What? Yeah. I gotta find uh-huh. that. It's great. It's, and it's like there was a there was an idea to get a group of people together. Yeah. So whatever. It so is what said. is your favorite part of this movie, Tessa? Oh, uh, okay. Well, besides the case, which I'm, which is my favorite part, but we already talked about that. Uh, it would probably be. Uh, I'm trying to think. I really liked the whole um, going into Central Park and like the whole Arumpet thing. Like I liked his little mating dance. I liked. I thought that Arumpet was so cute and it was it was realistic oh, it, looking. Yeah, it and felt it was super funny. magical. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a fun like side quest. <laughs> side quest. So, <laughs> I like I liked the setup of this movie where it was like okay we have to catch these beasts and then there was like the overarching thing that was happening it was very like supernatural where it's like oh okay we have to fight these demons and then overall it's like oh you know the leviathans are like the main thing that's happening yeah so I mean that was you know Graves is really holding the story together while Newt just right. fumbles around New York City looking for his monsters right Right. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, like the Herculean legend where, right. you know, there's there's bigger titans at play, but you got to do your 12 tasks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for so sure. I really liked it. I liked those kind of little, like, each little animal had its own little obstacle, and we got to see, uh, like, the, the animal itself and see, like, a different part of New York and... I, I just I loved it. I, I really loved the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun and it just you know, it kept my attention the whole time and I but also I personally really love Eddie Redmayne. Would you guys could you think of anyone else that would be like a better Newt's commander than Eddie Redmayne? Because I cannot I mean the the only person that comes to mind for uh-huh. me is like David Tennant. I don't know that he would be better. Uh-huh. But you know, he could he could do it, I feel like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um Andrew Garfield. 
not better, but I think he could do pretty well with it. Uh, I'd be cool with like Childish Gambino, <laughs> Donald Ooh. Glover, <laughs> Donald yeah. Glover as Newt's commander. That's a crazy idea, but I'm like, <laughs> I've decided I'm down. just now that I want a a future. TV series that is just a cop show with Donald Glover as Dean Thomas or <laughs> Wizard Cops. <laughs> just oh man, I just found cops. I found an image search of people that I guess maybe have been considered for the oh, role or were considered. Uh-huh. Um, and in here is Killian Murphy. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, good call. Yeah. That would have been good. It'd have been That's different, but that would have yeah. been good. That would have been different. Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Nah. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Ooh, oh, I could have seen that. Ooh, I love Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely, Tom Hiddleston I definitely wouldn't have been so as much. awkward. You would have gotten a lot different. You'd have gotten it's... a lot more of like a Slytherin Newt. Exactly. Do you know exactly. who would have been? Mm-hmm. You know who would have been just as awkward in a bow tie? Who? Matt Smith. <laughs> he w- No, Matt Smith would have nailed the Hufflepuffness because every other person that you're telling me right now, I'm like, yes, they would be good, but they would be giving you that classic hero vibe and they couldn't give you that like awkward Hufflepuff trying to save the day and happening to be in this position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, Tom Hiddleston, like Loki is like the quintessential Slytherin. He is. Oh, like Slytherin God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I mean, Eddie Redmayne was definitely He's the god of mischief. Eddie Redmayne like. was definitely a conscious choice when they made this movie, as he was like the biggest actor in the world. Well, yeah, and also he's a huge Harry Potter fan, so like that's really cool too. I always respect that. Uh, yeah, which is I love when people are are fans. Yeah. Of the thing yeah, because then they can like really enjoy it, like... and they understand where it's coming from, and they understand the importance behind it. Like you know, Ivana Lynch, like when she became Luna Lovegood, she was a huge fan of Harry Potter, so it was that much more special to her and to the character. And I think it really like she understood the importance behind like that character, you know. So I think that's really cool. Right, mm-hmm. I totally so, agree. Uh, we're any, on the same page. any criticisms you guys have about this this movie? Obscurial. Yeah, that whole what thing about was it? I it was too confusing like it took me a couple watches for me to be like what is this thing like why is it evil like what it's it's a lot (laughs) it's something that would be better explained in a book if you were reading it I feel that you know and I feel like as much as they hyped it up it was killed very easily by some like cops right right well I mean it wasn't killed like no <laughs> it's definitely still alive yeah, i mean you should yes, crawl over is. the thing or whatever but yeah no credence is in the yeah. next movie for sure yeah but you know what i mean yeah like yeah yeah that was that was my biggest sort of you know complaint about it was that was the big evil thing that everyone was so hyped about and it also came out of nowhere like even though it was causing this mayhem it was kind of weird that was the one thing which i didn't really like that much like i wish it would have just been like credence possessed or something instead of like this round orb of darkness (laughs) right you know it was just like that thing is evil and you can tell because it looks like literal chaos yeah Right, right. Like a like a salt sand monster. Right, but I mean, I'm thinking that they're talking about it because of I'm guessing they're gonna bring up Ariana and Dumbledore and all that kind of stuff. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So that's like the only reason why I was like, oh, okay, this is why this is here. But I don't know. It was just a that was a little much for me personally. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. (gasps) Do not talk about my boy. Oh my gosh. You guys do not understand how much I love Tom Holland. Do you know that Tom Holland was a Billy Elliot? I did not. Get out. He that sounds was awesome. He was a freaking 
He was a freaking Billy Elliot in London, and he was in Billy Elliot at the exact same time that I was, so he was probably almost gonna be in the American cast, so I used to babysit all the Billy Elliot, so I was this close to babysitting Spider-Man. This close. Do you have his phone number? No. Like, how do I get in touch with him? No, I've never met him. I've never met him. He was, because we, our cast was not, like, connected to the London cast. We never got to, like, meet them or talk to them or anything. Um, Like, the people were, like, the, uh, we had the same director, like, Stephen Daldry and the um, same people, but we never got to meet the other actors from the other casts and stuff like that. But... It, when I found out that he was going to be Spider-Man, I was like, holy crap, he's going to be the perfect Spider-Man because Billy Elliot's do all these flips and everything. They're like acrobat crazy children. So I'm like, of course he's going to be Spider-Man. He's perfect. But Right. But like, I don't know. I don't, I can't see him as Newt still because he, he doesn't have that gentleness like with animals, you know, that you, that Newt needs to have that Eddie Redmayne does so beautifully. I don't know. He's Spider-Man. Like spiders, like the thing that people hate. What? He's Spider Man. Yeah, but that's different <laughs> so than make like him young Hagrid. <laughs> when we end up in the forties, make him young Hagrid. <laughs> young Hagrid. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I do love Tom Holland though. What a great, what a perfect Spider Man. Anyway. <laughs> what a perfect human. Oh, what? <laughs> so true. So true. But I really did love Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander. I have no complaints on him, even though some people do, but. I do not. I stand. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yay! You can stand. Yay! <laughs> People think he might not be in all of them. That's silly. Isn't that crazy? Dumb. Isn't that insane? I'm like, really? They think that they're gonna, like, phase him out and bring in more Dumbledore and Grindelwald, which, I mean, maybe could happen, but, I mean, we don't know. It could happen. It could. I think that would be crazy. It could. It could definitely happen. But, but like, they can do would whatever it still they want, be fantastic? Be- <laughs> yeah. They have the power. We do not. We have no power. That's true. We have none whatsoever. We are nobody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's 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 crazy to think about where it's gonna go because there's five movies. That's so many movies. That's a lot of. Hey, movies. You got to think they can't all be about Newt. Like I mean, they, they can, can, but like they made eight movies about Larry Potter. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> <laughs> they could have made like like eleven. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, I'm a lot of those did. movies could have been two part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just we don't really know where it's gonna go. But I think that it's gonna end with Dumbledore and Grindelwald's like final face off. That would make sense to me and bringing everyone back together. But I don't know if like all the cast is gonna be in because I know that you know Newt and Jacob and Tina and Queenie are all gonna be in this next movie. But I don't know how much. And then I don't know if like he's gonna meet new friends in Paris because we know that his brother is gonna be in this next one and like so it's like is his brother gonna be added is like who's gonna be added to this squad of people that are like is it gonna turn into like a team Dumbledore or like versus the ministry or Dumbledore's are be, like, army hey the OG Dumbledore's army <laughs> so I don't know we shall see what happens we shall but indeed I think, we gotta wait until November I think fantastic yeah November oh I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But Fantastic Beasts, I think, was a good starting point. It's a good first movie. Solid. It was good. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. No, wait. I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to not like it. No, ah! you like it. You liked it. It's a very Woo! good origin story. Origin stories are tough. It is. They are tough. It is. Hey, if these are the Harry Potter prequels, we're great. <laughs> They're a lot better than the Star <laughs> yeah, Wars <seriously>. prequels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could have been a lot worse. 
Credence could have been like that kid from uh, Phantom Menace. But I'm a person and my name is Credence. <laughs> That's so wizard, Anakin. <laughs> right? Like you, you think about it where you're like, this could have been so much worse. Anyone that complains about like these, I'm like, these are Harry Potter prequels and they are not that bad if you are looking at them from a negative perspective. They could have been so much worse. <laughs> Oh, I will agree like, with that. They, okay, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and I think we're I think we're mostly tapped out about the movie. Um, Okie dokie. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and start moving toward the direction of wrap up. We have a few things to cover here. We got to rank the villain as well as uh, we got to put it in our overall movie list, and we have to give it a breakfast food. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta compare yeah, we it to breakfast. to breakfast. That's what we do at the end of every episode is we compare our movies to a breakfast food. If this was if this movie was a breakfast food, what would it be? Wow. We've had some pretty interesting that's, ones so far. That's a great question. Over the course of like thirty eight movies we've reviewed. Wow. Then you guys must be experts on all the different types of breakfast food then. <laughs> we got some wild answers. I'm really I'm Googling I'm Googling if something is breakfast right now. <laughs> Because I think it fits. So we're super experts because we have the internet at our disposal. That's true. Everyone can be an expert with the internet. <laughs> right. Well, it's like so every, at- every week I say how long ago the movie was released. And just last week I bookmarked the webpage that I used to, to tell me how long ago the movie was released. Yeah. It's it's a so great tool. We're getting Are there. we doing the breakfast question? Is that what we're doing so now? we're doing, first we need to rank the villain, which I guess is Graves. Yeah, I guess we're counting yeah, Graves. He's the, he's the manipulator. Right, so right. So Graves. We, we, he's the liar. We rank him on a list between Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever as Two-Face and Heath Ledger as the Joker in in The Dark Knight, the, the greatest and worst movie villains of all time. That's so funny. So, like, where is he in between them? Or, yeah, like, where does, how, where does how he do fall in? But is he more toward the Heath Ledger side? Is he more toward the Tommy Lee Jones side? Is he somewhere in the middle? I think he's literally, like, straddling the middle. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, he's like, yep, that's a movie villain. Yeah, because and... <laughs> Colin Farrell does a great performance, but it's, like, it's not that great of a character. Yeah, right. right. Like, it's, it's extremely predictable yeah. that, like, yeah, that guy's going to be the bad yeah, guy. He just yeah, looks like a bad guy. tell you right guy. now. <laughs> right. Like, that haircut. Makes you a bad guy. <laughs> He's got the yeah the Brad Pitt from Fury oh, haircut. Yeah, yeah, and the the freaking uh the the like white scarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the white scarf. That's funny. Hey, I had a I had a white scarf at my wedding. Yeah, you oh, you looked you an awful lot villain? like Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't have that kind of jawline. You were definitely less handsome than Colin Farrell, but most human beings are. Yeah, most people are. That's a hard place to go to. It's crazy to to hear him because his his American accent is not that great. I mean, most most British American accents. I mean, it's better than than uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. In Doctor Strange. Oh, Benedict. Oh, Benedict. I felt like his was better in Avengers, though, but maybe because he didn't say as much. (laughs) It was definitely better in Infinity War, but he also never said Dr. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He didn't have as many lines, so yeah. it was a little easier. But um, uh, I think he was right yeah, in the middle. I'm right in the middle. I'm looking up our list of every movie we've ever... Oh, I've got like, it right here. I need here. to look at it, too, though. Who's your favorite of all time? My favorite. The Force Awakens. Oh, movie? Yeah. 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 Oh, of all time, let's say in general? Or the or ones like on that you've done right so now. far. The ones we've done are... 
the Force the Awakens, Force Awakens is the number one on our list. Oh, interesting! I love Force Awakens. I'm down. Yep. And then Infinity War, <gasps> and then the yes, Infinity War is my favorite yeah. Marvel movie. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best. It's our favorite I too. I don't feel so good, Mister Stark. Oh my gosh, I was a mess. I've never. Well, actually, no, that's not true. But that was the most I've cried in a movie since probably either a Pixar movie or Fault in Our Stars. And it's like, what? I mean, <laughs> like when you go to like do an acting job and they're like, you have to cry in this scene. Are you going to think about that scene? Are you going to be like, Tom Holland <laughs> yes, is dead? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to think about. Because <laughs> also I like love Iron Man. Like Iron Man and Spider-Man are two of my favorite characters. So it was a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. Like after uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. it's very tough not to be like, that is by far the most interesting chemistry between characters in this series. Yeah. Gosh, what a great like dynamic both of them have. It's like, it's oh, perfect. Perfect humans. So as, but, as long as we're on that subject, is this movie better or worse than Spider-Man Homecoming? Oh! oh is, is that where we're going to start? I just, it, let's, that's, let's give it a, a narration. Not a narration. Let's give it a narrow, narrow down from there. Yes. I think. Yeah, it is. So Tessa, to give you a, a framework, mm-hmm. I, it's not going to be in the top six. I can tell you right <laughs> now, fine. which is uh, 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 is Force first? Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens, Infinity War, and then Empire, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail. That's one through six. And then Back to the Future, The Last Jedi, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. I Personally, I am willing to go as high as above Black Panther, Mm. but I don't know that it it belongs right there. It's definitely not as good for me as Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so that's definitely not better than Thor Ragnarok. No, I would agree with that. And I would say I like it better than Spider-Man. Homecoming. I definitely like it better than Spider-Man Homecoming. So we're kind of sure. that's that's there's a three movie space in there that it can be placed. So it's either between Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, between Black Panther and Iron Man, but or between Iron Man and Spider-Man. I think it's better than Iron Man personally. I would actually agree with that. So Iron Man's so good, but I don't know. And um, I think that's it, I mean you I got three origin stories right there: Iron Man, Black Panther, and and this one. Uh, Thor Ragnarok's an origin story, <laughs> technically. <laughs> <laughs> As is Spider-Man. Thor Ragnarok I mean, is an origin and... story for new Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for better Thor. That's really for funny. what was Dark World. Oh, but we've man, already decided gosh. that it is better than better than yes. Spider-Man coming and not as good as, as Thor Ragnarok. Yes. But, okay. I'm I'm okay with putting it above Iron Man. Uh what are y'all's thoughts? Is it better or worse than Black Panther? <gasps> it's a tough and, one. Well, for me, it Ugh. comes down to this. I like the characters. I like the world building in both of them. I think Killmonger is a way more interesting villain mm-hmm. than and it just Grace. It was yeah. a better story like, overall. Yeah. Black Panther is actually the most like Harry Potter Marvel movie that I've ever seen. It's so Harry Potter. Like T'Challa is Harry Potter, basically. And, like, Killmonger is, like, for the greater good is, like, Grindelwald. Like, it's so Harry Potter. Um, Which is weird because so- the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, this is the most Star Wars Harry Potter movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, gosh. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to so agree that it goes in there between Iron Man and Black Panther. So that would make it I- the new 11. The new 11. Okay. I can, I can go with that. I can make it. I would personally probably put it above Black Panther only because it's in the Harry Potter universe. And... <laughs> So I think it belongs there, and especially if you're not doing any Harry Potter movies, it should be, a Harry Potter movie should be in the top ten, but I'll make it 11. <laughs> 11 is fine. I mean, it wouldn't, it's great- not going to stay in the top ten, even if we put it in the top ten this week. It's okay, I, just when I'm present. <laughs> we're, 
we're reviewing right. a lot of heavy hitters in the next week as far as like not necessarily blockbusters but good movies like yeah no i that's we've... fine it can it can be there okay. that, i, I would, it, would, you, would it would would it make you feel better if we put it in 10 now and then moved it next week <laughs> yes okay <laughs> We can do that. Yeah. Do that. Great. Let's do I'll that. I'll put it in the top 10 for you, Tessa. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. So for now, until Tessa turns around and doesn't love us anymore, <laughs> it's not. It's in. It's better than Black Panther. <laughs> Just for now. For now. Just for now. Yeah. That's, that's Fair great. enough. As long as it's in the top 10. All right, 10, Ty, what, what were you looking up about breakfast food? I didn't do, I didn't know if tea and crumpets was a breakfast thing. And then I read some Urban Dictionary meanings for tea and crumpets, which I'm going to not encourage. <laughs> Do not do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is do not what is the like Guys, the answer is obvious here what breakfast food is. Well hold on, let me let me finish this thought first. Okay. What would the English say is the most quintessential American <laughs> breakfast? Like oh. like a cheeseburger and scrambled eggs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bacon and eggs if we're talking about the most American breakfast. Yeah, obviously. That's the most American breakfast. Now, Tessa, what is you said there's an obvious answer yes. here. What is It's one of Jacob's creations. One of his little like Oh my gosh, you're so oh, right. One of his what animals. was the name of that pastry? It's, yeah, it's definitely what, a Niffler pastry. Yeah. At the end when he has freaking like themed pastries. Oh, you're right. The answer is super obvious. <laughs> I will go with that. It is, it is a Jacob Kowalski original pastry. Yes, an OG <laughs> creation. Perfect. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. I love Yay. it. Yay! Great. <laughs> oh awesome. my gosh. So what? A, what a fun movie. Yeah. Oh, like I just I do like regardless of whether or not it's a good movie, I love this movie to death just because it is so magical and it did give me that opportunity to return to the Harry Potter universe without being like, are they going to ruin my favorite Harry Potter book? Because. Mm-hmm. They, there was no book for them to ruin. Yeah, yeah. It was a great experience going into it. It was so cool for the Harry Potter fandom for it to be so unknown and to go back to, you know, this magical world. And that's why a lot of uh, fans are so excited for the second one, too, because we're going back to Hogwarts. Oh, and it was so good so for excited. all Hufflepuffs. Oh, Puff yes. power. Puffs on the rise. That's what they're saying. Puffs on the rise. Yeah. Puffs on the rise. Give it a Hufflepuff hero. Like, you can't deny that Newt Scamander is the most Hufflepuff hero that could exist. I don't know. But have you seen Ernie McMillan? <laughs> Ernie McMillan's the worst. Justin Finch Fletchley. <laughs> well, if anyone's a freaking Hufflepuff hero, it's Cedric Diggory. Yeah. If we're talking about Hufflepuff heroes. <laughs> From the Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling kind of wrote a lot of. A hero has to win. Like, (laughs) J.K. Rowling wrote a lot of Hufflepuffs. Uh Yeah, but what about Ravenclaws? There's no, like, Ravenclaws. There's Luna. Cho and Luna. Thank God for Luna, or else we get Cho. Just Cho. Cho is such a boring Cho is the worst. Cho ruins it for everyone. Like, Michael Corner was a Ravenclaw. I I mean, there are. There are other Ravenclaws that exist, but there are no Ravenclaw heroes yet. I want my Ravenclaw hero, Oh my hero, god, please. okay, so hold on. On the subject of Ravenclaw, like, you know the feeling when you're reading back through the Harry Potter books and you're so frustrated at Harry and you're just like, you're just like, at Harry, it. <laughs> but look around for once, because I just read the part in Half-Blood Prince where he takes the diadem of Ravenclaw and puts it on top of the <laughs> Bust, and yep. he's sitting there a whole book later like where's the diadem and i'm like <laughs> you know where it is it's with your potion book <laughs> harry you touched this before <laughs> 
god. Okay, so yeah. there's not like a ton of heroes that are Ravenclaws, but I didn't realize this. Lockhart is a Ravenclaw. He is. Flitwick is a Ravenclaw. Well, yeah. Trelawney's a Ravenclaw. So like Lockhart gets them into the Chamber of Secrets or whatever, and he's not, you know, he's not very heroic. Lockhart but, is a um, Slytherin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? It's true. Lockhart, I, a Ravenclaw? It's. He's an author, and he's good at. He's, I mean, he, okay. he's very good at memory charms, but he's like, also he is very ambitious Slytherin. to the point of like stealing he's other detriment. people's stories. He is very Slytherin. I was actually really surprised when I heard that he was a Ravenclaw. I was like, really? I was very surprised. Well, I mean, on one hand, you can't. I can't see fifteen-year-old Gilroy Lockhart hanging out in the dungeons. That's like true. absolutely <laughs> under no circumstances could I see that happening. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's the best picture ever in my mind right now. That's so funny. Like, just hanging out in the Slytherin common room with with Snape. Yeah, exactly. Like, when, when they were dueling each other, like, that. Yeah. maybe that's the difference where you're like, oh, wait, maybe he can't Still be Still definitely picking on Severus Snape, even though they're in the same house. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, like, the, the most, like, Ravenclaw-type, like, hero that I can think of is someone like Shuri. Like, you know, because she's, like, amazing and has these incredible brains and she's, like, a hero. But it's because she's using, like, you know, her... Ra- she's basically, like, a Ravenclaw superhero and it's amazing. It's the best. I mean, if you want to talk about a Ravenclaw hero, you need look no further than Hermione Granger. It's so true. She is the real hero of Harry Potter. Let's be real. But she is a Gryffindor. She's not a Ravenclaw. She's a Ravenclaw who grew into a Gryffindor. <laughs> she is a Ravenclaw. Let's be real. Now I've got to look at all like the MCU people and see who I would. There's a there's a brunch right there, just sorting the MCU into Harry Potter houses. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's literally our next podcast episode on Fantastic Geeks is sorting Marvel characters into Hogwarts houses. Is it (laughs) It really? No way. That's so cool. All right, we won't steal any of that. We no, you can do it. You can do it. That's fine. It's a fun, it's a great fun idea. It was so fun. It's one of those things where we got super heated on Iron Man because he's so, like, he's a genius, but he's also such a Slytherin. Like, his name is everywhere. You know, it's like, is he a Slytherin or is he a Ravenclaw? And same with Cap. I don't same know. Same with Captain America. Is he a Gryffindor or is he a Hufflepuff? Like, it's so Oh, Captain hard. America is straight Hufflepuff. That's what we decided, yeah. too. I think you're confusing Tony Stark's ego with his ambition. I don't think he's ambitious because he, I mean, he's definitely one of the more dynamic characters throughout the the Mm -hmm. series because he goes from like, I privatized world peace to we need the government to protect the planet, um, you know, in civil war. Um, So he's definitely not a puff, Mm -hmm. but I think he's a Ravenclaw because I think he's, he's smart and calculated about That's... everything i think he he thinks things through i think he just has the fame and right. fortune i don't because he's like he inherits right. it he doesn't seek it out right and um that, i mean that was my initial gut feeling is that he was a ravenclaw but it's it's hard though because he's super ambitious it's like he it's there it is there but it's like does that overpower like the genius in him or like how he looks at situations and all that kind of stuff i don't know it's such a you guys should do it it's such a fun thing to do <laughs> it's so fun i i can't when does this episode come out this week okay uh, i can't wait yeah that's so fun wait what did what day <laughs> yeah. do you guys release uh friday friday perfect yeah yeah so. That's just enough time for you to like shout us out in your episode. No <laughs> oh, we already edited it. It's all it's all ready to go. <laughs> right. I know. Dang it. I'm sorry. I wish I would have known. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. No worries. Um, I guess we, we just need, need to, to sign, sign off. off. Let's do it. This has been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. 
super duper fun. Uh, uh, what do we do? Go Who ahead. says it? You did a roll last okay. week. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Thank, thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs. As always, I'm Tyler Carlin. That's Ethan Edgehill. And joining us this week was the wonderful Tessa Netting uh, from Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them. We have been discussing Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. If you got lost somewhere in the mix, uh, no worries. We're here for you. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at AmeriCarlin. That's America, R-L-I-N. And Ethan is at Wow Now, and the O's are zeros. And Tessa, your places are... Just at Tessa Netting. And you can find me on... On YouTube, so Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, I have a show called Me Watching, so you can see that as well. And of course, the podcast mm-hmm. Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them with Brizzy Voices. Yeah. 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 And then what else? Uh, 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 our show is supported by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. If you'd like to join that, you can totally do that. There's a link in the doobly-doo. I definitely recommend at least hitting that $5 subscription because then you get to join our awesome Discord community where you get to meet all sorts of neat people like uh, a two-headed hydra. Oh. Uh, yeah, very exciting. Sweet. Um, what else? Uh, uh... Uh, our, our, all of our artwork is done by Vaishan Brandon. He did those wonderful new logos you're seeing everywhere. They're excellent. We're super thankful that Vaishan is a part of our lives. Uh, if you'd like his info, just give us a, a ring-a-ling. Uh, what am I leaving uh, out, Ethan? Nothing. You're good. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> Great. All right. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And she's been Tessa Netting. Tessa, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We've been Bacon and Eggs. And until next week, Arrivederci. An overwhelming surplus of diggity. <laughs>